0: Not to hurt your feelings. Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. We got a good show for you. When Eminem drops at the beginning, you know it's going to be a hot one. So here we go, ladies and gents. Let's get this show on the road.
1: Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of
0: Business Bros. All right, I am down one business bro, but we planned ahead. James, drop
2: that fire! Fire! All right, all right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other... Like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. And don't forget to follow us everywhere on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody. We're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today has quite the resume. He is a former division one athlete out of Chicago where he earned his master's degree in psychology and counseling, but helping people through therapy just wasn't enough for this inspired high achiever. He wanted more, don't we all? So he packed his bags and flew across the country to Los Angeles where he added comedian, actor and podcast host to his repertoire in no time at all. He mastered comedy and was a runner up in the San Francisco comedy competition and a finalist in the 2011 stand up for diversity competition. His heart remained focused on being of service to others, which drove him to launch his podcast aimed at helping those who may feel like they have nothing left. If you are struggling with the card's life has dealt you and you feel like giving up, you will definitely want to tune in today. Laugh and learn with us and hear from a therapist who will crack you up. Joining us today from just a short ride north in Los Angeles, the host of the Before You Kill Yourself podcast, welcome to the show, Leo Flowers!
0: Boom! Look at that. James isn't even here today, and we dropped a fire intro for you. What'd you think of that, Leo?
3: Man, I'm all about that, man. That was dope. I appreciate that. Huge Eminem fan.
0: Boom! All right, let's do this thing. Dealing with depression is no joke. There's a lot of people who spiral and end up in a not-so-good space, and I mean like six feet under type space, uh, you managed to turn it around. Tell me a little bit about what was going on in your life that got you to that point.
3: Uh, I, I'm still turning it around. It's, you know, something like, for me, depression is, a, is like Titanic. Um, we're we're going gonna to take in some water. <laughs> we're going down. Um, and, you know, for, it's been a chronic thing. I think some people just are naturally predisposed to depression than others. Um, I've had a lot of uh, traumatic events in my childhood from, I've been in like 11 car accidents. Um, been, uh, I was, you know, uh, jailed once and I had to serve probation for something I didn't do. Uh, just different run-ins with cops and gang, you know, from the North side of Chicago and uh, growing up in a single parent home in the Section A building. So just a, a lot of different things I had to navigate uh, as a as a kid uh, growing up in Chicago. So um, and then, you know, as I got older, sc- sports and school and really pushing yourself and not really knowing how to guide yourself through a lot of life's transitions. Uh, so, you know, I, I often was swinging from one extreme to the other, uh, you know, just where it was extreme. Um, Engagement and performance and uh, excitement and then just crashing and burning for a few months. So just that that pendulum swinging back and forth. And so now is now that I'm 45, kind of navigating my way of finding that middle ground where the highs aren't so high and the lows aren't so low. Uh, but it's a it's a daily battle. And um, and I say that because a lot of times we think because we we are that we feel better it doesn't mean that we are better it doesn't mean that Mm. uh we've overcome it that that the race is over uh that the task is done that the mission is completed uh it just means we won the day right and and a lot of times, depending on where you're at um it's about just getting through the moment so forget the day sometimes the day is too long the moments can be so heavy five minutes can feel like forever uh, if you feel like you're drowning. So uh, just learning how to pause, breathe, and and then observe and, and respond and just kind of take my time and, and, uh, and practicing that on a daily basis.
1: Oh, you're right. And
3: when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right.
0: I don't know if I told you about that. We love to drop our movie clips in between here and there. But you know, what? you're right. I mean, uh, it's funny because this morning I was talking about uh, when we're trying to reach these massive goals. You know, in business we often talk about setting three year goals, one year goals, twelve month goals, all these things. And goals are are great. They're they're amazing. They help us get to where we want to go for sure. But they're second to those small daily standards that we set for ourselves, those small things that allow us to have these wins, right? because let's let's face it, if if I was trying to get out of debt and I'm trying to pay it off over a month or two or three, I don't feel like I'm having any victory until I finally pay one of those things off, right? And so you know when when you're talking about having some of these daily wins to help get you there, what are some things that you had to change in your life to to you know, try to look at the other side or, you know, the the grass is greener on the other side, the other perspective, another point of view.
3: Man, that's a great question. You know, one of the things that I had to get comfortable with, first of all, is the word no and realizing Mm -hmm. that no is a complete sentence. And I I mean that in sense of uh, setting boundaries with people and what time and with energy. Um, You know, a lot of times I would say yes to things that I, I really wasn't excited for. I, that I didn't really align with my values. And you know, now I'm in a place where I say no to things. And, and even more powerful than saying no is walking away from a thing. A lot of times we engage in something and then we feel like because we've already started it, we have to finish it. You don't. Uh, it's okay to walk away from things. It's okay to walk out of a movie. I know it's $20 for a movie ticket in some places, and you went through all the trouble of getting dressed and getting there. But if it's a crap movie, don't sit through it. Get up and get out of there. If you're on a phone call with somebody that you really want to talk to, that you really care about, and a fun, and a conversation uh, is is, uh, is you know taking a, a I, don't, I hate that we use the word negative, but it, it is going in a direction where it starts to make you feel uncomfortable. Then you know say hey, uh, I, I think that we need that conversation here, and uh, we can pick this up later on. So, you know, to being feeling free to walk away from things, even if it's a family event or gathering and, and saying, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm maxed out here. I really enjoyed our time and energy and, and spent together. I know you guys want me to stay longer. And uh, but, I, you know, I got to get to bed. I got early morning tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. So practicing that word, no, a lot of times we say yes. Because you know we're in a relationship with someone, and, uh, and it's like if I love this person, I, I should say yes, and I should want to do these things. But we also have to protect our energy, our boundaries, and you know it's okay to be selfish when it's not hurting someone else uh, in a, in a threatening, physically or emotional way. And we also have to trust that other people can handle our no. Right. Like it, it, your 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 kid, they throw a tantrum because you said no to candy or no to this, and then you give in. Well, now you're you're feeding the you're feeding the beast, you're feeding the wolf, and that wolf's gonna keep coming back because uh you said yes and you gave in, and now they know they just gotta throw a tantrum to, to and so adults do that too. Sometimes your spouse uh significant other, your friends will do that, and you and you have to take a hard no. Um, And that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, change your mind if new information is presented that you weren't privy to originally, right? Where you go, oh, okay, I was saying no based on this, but now that you presented that, that makes sense and we can move forward. But, you know, being able to stand your ground, it isn't, when we talk about standing your ground, it's not just about, you know, holding the shotgun in your hand and saying, you know that th- th- this is my fence and this is my property it's it's also about saying like this is what i believe this is what i feel and i'm, I'm going to stand in it so uh setting boundaries saying no walking away from things and also not engaging with things that um feed the, my mindlessness you know uh I, you know i watch tv i love like ozarks and, and crime shows as as much as uh, so many other people, but, I realize that there are habits that come along with that, that derail me. You know, if, um, uh, if I start binge watching a TV show, all of a sudden I start binge eating and then, uh, then that affects my sleep. And then, you know, now my next day has been affected over some one hour show that, that doesn't even care about me, but you know, my family and friends, they care about me, the people who, um, you know, I work for, or are working for me, they care about me and my health. So to sabotage that, because I I want us to watch three hours of TV, uh, is not fair to the people who are working hard around me. So uh, setting boundaries, saying no, walking away from things, and not engaging in things that, um, that I need more than one of. Don't ever let somebody tell you, you can't do
0: something. Exactly right, Will. You know, it's funny. I had a great lunch just a little while ago with with a colleague of mine, Anthony, uh, and we were talking a lot about these kind of situations. About you know, one of those things where why do you have to win every single argument or every single scenario? It's okay. To walk away and leave that alone. You you, you talked about binge watching on Netflix. I, I fall into that, pra- into that practice myself. Oftentimes, I find myself there. I have these battles in my own mind. Nobody's telling me I can't watch that. Nobody's telling me I can't drink that. Nobody's telling me I can't eat that. The battle that you're talking about is one that's going on right here inside your own head. Nobody's setting these limitations, but yourself. Setting these standards, but yourself. So why are you setting these standards up? Like, what, what is it that triggered you that said, you know what, this is the different kind of life that I want?
3: Well, you know, a, a lot of it is from, you know, the, the sort of, in terms of the standards previously, where as children, we're always trying to meet the expectations of the adults around us, right? The, the, the adults, because they're so quick to reward uh, behavior, they're so quick to reward effort. And rarely are we just rewarded for who we are. We're not. We're never rewarded for being. Just you're. You're to say that you are enough. I'm not. I'm not giving you this gold star because you cleaned your room. You're not getting this gold star because you did your homework. You're not getting this gold star because uh, you, you know you, you babysat your sister. Just because you exist, you deserve a reward. You deserve uh some time in yourself you deserve uh to to take care of yourself and so as adults we we associate rewarding ourselves with hard work and effort right so that's why it's not till the the end of the day at the end of work that now we want to go get happy hour and we want to kick back a few drinks and you know and, and eat some fried foods and things like that because we've been programmed and conditioned to believe that that is the only time we deserve uh, to take care of ourselves it is after we've earned it. And, and as you, you progress, you realize, oh no, I need to take care of myself so that I can continue to be productive, so that I can continue to be present. You know, if I don't get, I get a weekly massages, I get um, acupuncture, um, you know, I take guitar lessons all these different things I, you know, I go for walks from the beach all these different I take vacations all these different things to take care of myself because if I wait until I'm exhausted or overwhelmed or um, you know I I've, I've worked the 80 hour work week for 2 years straight uh, it doesn't feel like it's worth it you're really just beating yourself up at that at that time and then it the, the amount of time to recover um, is more than what you're going to grant yourself anyway so it's better just to say hey i myself am worth having a scheduled just like you you have a schedule for work you go to work monday through friday eight to five it's in the calendar you show up rain through the storm show up for your self-care the same way have that stuff in your calendar whether it's a massage or a bubble bath or uh yoga or acupuncture, or you know, all the, w- whatever it is that helps you feel like you are recharged and rejuvenated and ready to go. I often, you know, I used to think that drinking, going out, and, and having you know, uh, you know, fast food, fried food with friends, going to the movies, those were a way for me to recharge. But I noticed I didn't feel great afterwards. I didn't mm. feel wonderful. Like I wasn't ready to go to work right after. You know those engagements and so that, that's the thing you want to tap into it, you know before you make any drastic change before you start booking that was just look at your life and say hey these things that i do to to that i think are going to relax me are going to calm me help me feel charged let me ask myself do i feel that afterwards or do i feel drained i'll often feel drained if i've watched more than one episode of anything i never feel like Woo! All right, that was, you know, let's go. I, I'm usually like, uh, you know, and, and then I I I then I need something else to kind of get me going again. Uh, versus like after I get a massage, I'm like, man, that was excellent. I'm so I'm so uh you know, proud of myself for taking that time to take care of myself. Uh it could even be foam rolling, it could be signing up for a course. There's just so many different ways that we can take care of ourselves. Where when we look at how we feel after we've done it, we know if that was the right decision or not, or the you know, effective it's, decision.
0: It's funny that you know you're talking about the that that state of mind, that agenda, or that purpose, or that discipline that you're putting for yourself, uh, and you're treating it like self love. And I remember watching a Will Smith clip, and he's talking about how discipline is self love. It's what it's you saying that I love myself more than that chocolate piece of cake because i love the way i feel right now in this state and the physical state that i'm in i love the way i feel after i go for a run i love the way i feel after i get a massage like those are all things that you're setting yourself up as a discipline to keep going forward today um we had high school graduation so i, I teach high school and and our seniors graduated uh, and when i talk to them about the what happens after graduation you know, it's, it's funny because when we talk to adults, they often look back at their high school years and think those were the good old times, right? That was the prime of our life. Uh, and if you really kind of break it down, it's because that is when you knew exactly what was gonna happen each and every day. You knew what time you were gonna wake up. You knew what time the bell was gonna ring. You knew when a homework assignment was due. You knew when the next party was. You knew when the football, get, like everything was disciplined and you knew exactly what was gonna happen. And then when we grow up, Nobody's telling you to do anything. Nobody's telling you when to wake up, where to go, how to do it, when to do it. And so we kind of get lost in that space. You know, you, you're finding discipline as is, is that key to helping you. Uh, how has that helped once you figured out that that was the key to your happiness, to kind of delivering, you know, bringing that into your life? How did that help you in moving into comedy? And how did, how did that help in, in kind of evaluating what life's ironies actually are?
3: That's a great question. You know, what it, What discipline does, and Jocko Willing talks about this, discipline equals freedom, right? And, and it gives you freedom to actually um, engage more, be more productive. I think that the, the word discipline has a negative connotation for a lot of people because it's like, you know, you're disciplined by your mom. Uh, there was a school disciplinarian. Uh, you, you picture, you know, somebody with a with a with the ruler and you know, smacking you against the knuckles. Nobody wants to be disciplined. It, it meant doing things against your own will. Where you know, as you become an adult, and you get to decide um, on the parameters and the boundaries. It, to some extent, of course, like you know, y- your boss is is going to let you know what time to be at work and leave work. But um, in terms of you know what you eat and what time you go to bed and those things, as you start to see the effects that it has, it reinforces those behaviors. When you see how good you feel after you go to bed at a decent hour or drink water um, instead of alcohol before bed, uh, when you work out, you you start to realize like, wow, that feels incredible. And so that discipline, what, what it does is it allows you to figure out where to plug things into your life, right? So like with comedy, with training, a podcast, things like that, like because I already have a structure, a blueprint of what I want my day to look like, um, then when new projects arise, it makes it easier. It just goes back to what we're saying before to say yes or no to a thing, right? If someone says, hey, you want to meet up for drinks at 11? It's a hard no because... Uh, You know, I I like to go to bed earlier than that. And I know that drinking, especially at that hour, uh, is going to affect what I have to do the next morning. And what I have to do the next morning is already scheduled. So when you have a schedule, right, it makes it easier for you to say yes and no to things. So now I have more of a freedom versus if I don't have a schedule, if I I don't plan things out, um, then I have to be like, huh do I want to go to drinks? Well, you know, there's this and that. Maybe I should, you know, it's like, nah, things are a quick yes and no. And is that the case in every situation? No, because life is dynamic and it's it's, it's full of unknowns and, and uncertainty. And that's a part of it. So we have to be fluid and flexible. However, you want to minimize the angst around, you know, most of our decision making. So Now, when it comes to stand-up, when it comes to personal training or podcasts guesting on podcasts, because I I have a discipline in place of what my values are, what do I cherish, what my priorities are, then I go, you know, yeah, I want to be on uh, uh, Business uh, Brothers because I I see that you guys are aligned with what I'm aligned with and I I understand what you're doing. And so I know that we're we're both, you know, We we both value the same thing, but I only know that we value the same thing because I myself have built up a discipline. And the most the best place where um, I love to see the effectiveness of having a discipline is it allows people around you to rally around you, to collaborate, to collab, uh, you know, corroborate and cooperate um, in, in terms of when you have a discipline of how you eat, what time you go to bed, uh, what your daily practices are, now the people around, they they watch you. They watch what you do. They watch how you do it. And then now they can help you out. And, And their information becomes effective. And how they can help you becomes more effective. And then it makes it easier for you to stay disciplined. If you don't have discipline and you're at effect to what other people are doing, then people don't know how to assist you because they don't know what your baseline is. They don't know where you're starting from, right? Um, I went on a trip the other day, and my girlfriend uh, packed my 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 meals for the whole weekend. I didn't have to have a conversation with her at all about what to pack because she saw my discipline. She, saw, she sees what I eat for breakfast, what I eat for lunch, what I eat for dinner. And so now there's no angst inside of me. Uh, I don't even have to look and see. Was she packed? Because I know when I get there, because I've been disciplined and I know that she's seen what I'm doing, that when I open up my breakfast, I know she's going to have packed for me exactly what I eat for breakfast. When I open up my lunch, she's going to have that packed when she opens my dinner. So the freedom is that now I didn't have to pack any of that stuff. I didn't have to do any of that stuff. So over time, the discipline gives you freedom to then focus on other things that um, otherwise – Uh, You may not have otherwise had time for to build upon what you've already started.
0: Well, let's talk about what you've already started. Uh, So you got into podcasting and, you know, that's definitely something that I've I've enjoyed. uh, Meeting new people like yourself, hearing people's stories, learning from their experiences. What's it been like for you? What has podcasting done for you in your life?
3: You know, so I have a podcast called Before You Kill Yourself. It's a suicide prevention podcast because, you know, I've struggled with anxiety, depression and suicidal thoughts. And uh, just quickly, the the difference between uh, suicidal thoughts and suicidality and depression is depression is more like a a weighted blanket. It feels like a weight that is, you know, it it feels heavy. It feels burdensome. Um, It makes it hard to get out of bed whereas uh, suicidality feels more like an inflammation, like a fire. So the, the suicidality feels more internal, whereas the, the depression feels more external, like there's something holding you down. And so I've, 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 I've struggle with both of those and none of those um, uh, have, there's not, there hasn't been an antidote for either one of those, but they become manageable uh, over time. And uh, I, I forget the question you asked me. Sorry, you said start. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: so I wanted to know, I mean, you were talking about your podcast, what it's about. I wanted to know how, it, oh. it's, how it's affected your life.
3: So the, the effect it's had on my life is that it's really expanded the conversations I have with people in my life. Um, like I said, because I'm talking about suicidality and, and, and traumas and, and also, but also how to thrive, how to thrive financially physically, emotionally, spiritually, because I'm asking you to stay here. I should also give you tips on how to stay here and why you should stay here. So we're, we're covering the full gamut. But um, so many people in my life who I thought I knew, who I thought um, you know, had shared all the things with me, felt more comfortable sharing even a deeper part of themselves, being more vulnerable with me because they saw how vulnerable I was being on my podcast and it's deepened the relationships now that I have with people and it's expanded my network of people. I thought that talking about suicide and and depression, anxiety, I thought it was going to narrow the scope of of people in my life and the world around me, but it's nothing but expanded it um, from, you know, now I've, I've talked to New York times, bestselling authors and, uh, you know, Stanford neuroscientists and, and world leaders, uh, you know, throughout the world. Um, and so it's really um, allowed me to engage and have a conversation with people who I otherwise might not have been able to have a conversation with. And it also has, you know, is, it's a reminder that we're not alone in how we feel. We're not alone in a feeling of despair. We're not alone in a feeling of hopelessness. We're not alone in the feeling of of being a burden. We're not alone in the feeling isolated. There's so many of us, and and there's so many of us who feel isolated and like a burden and overwhelmed and hopeless. If we all got together, we realized we could all help each other out. And so, you know, you talked about high school and one of the reasons why high school was such a great time for a lot of people. I know you know, some people have been bullied and it was a tough time for others and challenging, but for those who it was great. Part of it, what what made it wonderful is that we felt like we were going through a thing together. We felt like we were going through a thing with other people. It's like graduating class of 94, graduating class of 83, graduating class of 76, right? And you get the yearbook with all the memories and people signed your yearbook. Like, it was a group effort. We graduated. We did this. I'm still friends with, uh, you know, my graduating class uh, on Facebook. They've come to my stand-up shows, so uh, the podcast is—it's expanded my worldview, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's allowed me to connect with people who I otherwise wouldn't have been able to connect with.
0: Man, how powerful is that? I, I mean, I've had a very, very similar experience uh, in just in, in just that massive network—the ability to to meet new people, to establish new relationships. To essentially start building that tribe, right, of, of like-minded individuals, it's been a, it's been an amazing ride. Um, look, you're doing all kinds of amazing things, whether it's the podcast itself or having that stand-up comedy, helping people really identify with those feelings. If people want to get a hold of you and work with you, talk to you, uh, you know, maybe go to, to one of your events. How can they do that?
3: If you want uh, check out my podcast, just go to uh, on Spotify. We're on all the podcast platforms. It's called before you kill yourself and it's on all the streaming platforms. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, you can always go to leoflowers.com. Very simple, leoflowers.com. It has a link to all my social media on there. If you want one-on-one coaching is also a life coach. Uh, uh, somehow I've um, just, it just by natural law of gravity uh, or attraction, it's been uh, high performing women who are killing it and crushing it at work, but are struggling to find meaning and purpose in their private lives, Uh, go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching. Yours truly, let's get to tomorrow together.
0: Mm. Look, ladies and gentlemen, here's what it comes down to. Those feelings that you're feeling, you're not the only one. I know it feels like it sometimes. Sometimes you feel like you're alone in the world, like that nobody understands what you're going through. But I promise you, there are people out there going through very similar things. Even though they may look super successful, they may have a lot of money, drive fancy cars, they're going through a lot of the same emotional emptiness that a lot of us feel. Some of that imposter syndrome, some of that, you know, we're not good enough for things. We all deal with the same types of things, and it's great to be around people who can help, who can understand, who can sympathize and empathize with what you're going through. And, Leo, you're doing a lot of that for a lot of people, so thank you very much for what you're doing, and thank you for coming on the show today. What did you think of the Business Bros podcast?
3: Man, I love it. This was great, and you're a great interviewer, and and this was very enjoyable. Thank you for having me.
0: Pleasure, man. Pleasure. All right, ladies and gents, uh, I got to remind you guys, I didn't do it at the beginning of the show, but it is my favorite day of the week. It is SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday afternoon. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Friday. Peace out, y'all.
1: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?